If we're going to be serious followers of Jesus, you're going to have to move around. You're going to have to leave some places and you're going to have to follow Jesus. You're going to have to give up some comforts and you're going to have to do this now. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. Now, I am here tonight because God is saying something. God is doing something. I don't profess to be a prophet. As Amos said, neither prophet's son. But I must say what God has given me to say. It has been some trying months here the last nine, nine and a half months that we've been meeting like this, but it's all in God's plan. When the children of Israel had disobeyed God for so many years after so many prophets, the last prophet he sent to Judah was Jeremiah. And he told Jeremiah to tell the people, disobedient, wayward, idol worshipers, he says, I still have a plan for them a plan to do them good, not evil, so that they may have a future and a hope. Ask the God I know. All the years that they were disobedient, God never changed his plan. He never gave up on them. He even sent them to Babylon to correct them so he could still use them. That's the God that I know. And I don't care where we are with God today. I want you to understand his plan does not change. We change on God, but God will never change on us. As we read the scripture, we find that God is really bringing his word to pass in so many ways. And there's a certain place we have to be to see and understand what God is saying and what God is doing. We've been going through the book of Acts, and in the book of Acts, we find in chapter 13 that John Mark went on that missionary journey with the Apostle Paul and Barnabas. And in the 13th chapter of Acts, in verse 13, the scriptures say, John Mark left and he went back to Jerusalem. Now, I have no idea. The scripture doesn't say, and we don't want to come up with our own reasoning, but he left them. And it was about 10 years later, when the Apostle Paul was um, talking to Barnabas about going back and check on the brothers that they had started churches with. It was the beginning of the second missionary journey, and he wanted to go check on the ones that they had already been to. And Barnabas wanted to bring his cousin Mark with them, and Paul didn't think it was a great idea. And the Bible says they had a, a very strong contention among them. And Paul took Silas and Barnabas took Mark and that was that. But then I found out that Mark was the one who wrote the book of Mark. And that was quite interesting to know that God used this brother. And here Paul writes to Timothy and tell Timothy, only Luke is with me. And then he says, we wanted to bring Mark with you. He is profitable to me for service. Mark developed, Mark grew and matured. 
And over the years, God had him useful for service. It's the same way it is with us. In the early stages of our walk with God, only God knows we may get tired or we may get weary and we want to back away from the church. We want to back away from ministry. Only God knows how many of us have said, I need a break. I'm resigning. That's us as humans because we live in a body that's totally corrupt. It's weak. It's frail. And if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, we couldn't even pray. The scripture says he helpeth our infirmities because we don't know how to pray as we ought. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, he asked his disciples, why don't you pray with me for one hour? But they couldn't. They, they frail bodies, these old human bodies. They couldn't pray for an hour. They went to sleep not knowing the time. So it is possible for us to develop as time goes on. It's possible for God to use us 10, 15 years down the road. It is possible for God to do that. But Mark lets us know something very important in his book in, in uh, Mark chapter 4. It's where I want to put my emphasis. So when Mark wrote this book, the Roman Empire was really hard on Christians. They were very much persecuted. And they had a very difficult time living in the Roman Empire. And when Mark wrote this, they had many problems they were facing. And the only thing they had to hold on to was their faith, their belief and trust in God. Now, as I move along here, I want to ask just two questions. Over the years, I know your faith has been challenged, especially this past year. You have developed some likes and dislikes. You have learned a lot about yourself, a lot about God. So what did you learn about your faith over the last 10 months, I would say? What did you learn about it? Was it strong? Uh, did it get you through? What did you learn about your faith? See, this, this year, as we went through this pandemic, we were not living regular lives. We were not able to attend a worship service on Sunday mornings like we normally do. What did you learn about your faith? Have you become comfortable with the times? Have your faith been challenged to the point where this is not comfortable to you? And then I want to ask another question as we move along. What did you learn about God? Many found they probably could do without so much God. Wow, they're no different from the disciples that walked with Jesus. John had his disciples. The Pharisees had disciples. There are many people had disciples in Jesus' day. But Jesus' disciples were different. They were different in as much as Jesus was, a, he was what we call itinerant preachers. He didn't preach in one place. So if you were going to follow Jesus, you had to give up everything. You had to leave your home. Yes. You had to leave yes. your business. He called all of these men off from the walk of life. It's the same thing it is today. If we're going to be serious followers of Jesus, you're going to have to move around. You're going to have to leave some places and you're going to have to follow Jesus. You're going to have to give up some comforts and you're going to have to do this now. To follow Jesus as a disciple is going to require a well-made up mind. You have to go from place to place. You can't remain still as a disciple of Jesus, because I want to say this, Jesus' teachers were so very important, and we're going to talk about this. They're so very important. The Bible is very important. I can't overemphasize that. The Bible is very important. Those men that were close to Jesus, they didn't understand it very well, his teachings, they didn't understand it. 
They had to have special session with Jesus, we'll find in the book of Mark. But after years of being with Jesus, they should have really got to the point where they understood it, but they didn't understand it for three years, a little longer, some say. They walked with Jesus. At the end of Jesus' journey here on earth, when he was crucified, those men that had fallen him around saw the miracle, saw the dead being raised, saw the sick being healed, they left him yeah. on that cross. And I believe if we don't come to grips with who we are and where we are, one day we're going to find ourselves walking away from Jesus. Our theme for this coming year is serving with reverence to God. We are serving with reverence to God. I think that's very, very important. If you're going to serve, there must be a reverence, or I could say a respect and honor mm -hmm. for God. We have to honor him, we have to respect him, and we have to do everything he wants us to do. Here's what Exodus 23, 25 says. Exodus 23, 25. Exodus 23, 25. Mm-hmm. But you shall serve the Lord your God. But you shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread and your water. And I will remove sickness from your midst. Now, the scripture specifically says bread and water because those are two things you can't make. You can't make water. Mm -hmm. You can't make bread. You get wheat. You mix it. And you bake it but you didn't make the wheat. God can only give those things. And you shall serve the Lord, mm -hmm. and he will bless you with that which only he can give. Amen. And he will remove sickness from your midst. Yes. I believe that with all my heart. It's amazing how we can understand God has the authority, and that's something that we learned this year. Everything's controlled by God. We ought to know that by now. We can't stop this pandemic. We don't know what to do. Oh, quite sure they've come up with a medical remedy for it, so much so until we don't know how far that's going to go. We don't know where God is with this thing. I've been praying and asking God to tell me something, but I don't know what God's doing. How do we know when it'll be over? We don't know. God is in control of this. Listen to me, people of God. God is in control of this from top to bottom. And when Jesus began to teach in Mark chapter 4, the scripture says in Mark 4, he taught them in parables in Mark chapter 4 and mm -hmm. verse 10, it was Jesus teaching about the sower. Now, mind you, the sower is a parable. I know I have spoken this parable. I know I have. I'm very familiar with it. But as I was reading Mark, and the reason I was reading Mark is because I found out that he had wrote the book of Mark. So I went back and wanted to read so I could be up to date with this man who was with Paul and Barnabas. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how I get stuck here with the message that I'm delivering right now. He began to teach by the sea is how Mark started out. Now, Jesus is called teacher more than any other name in the scripture. He was a great teacher yes. and preacher, and he was teaching many of them in parables, what verse 2 says, mm -hmm. and was saying to them, in his teaching. Now, he taught by parables. Parables were given 
It's what I was told so that people could understand more easily. Yes. Uh, a parable was given for us to understand. But if you read Mark 4, verse 10, it's an amazing thing that there's a twist here. In verse 10, it says what? As soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the 12, began asking him about the parables. They didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. He gave them the parable, and when he got finished, the disciples and the crowd wanted to know, what is this you were talking about? So how is parables given for you to understand more easily when they wasn't understanding at all? Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. quite naturally, that caused me a little bit of concern because that didn't stick with what I was told. And so in verse 10 through 13, okay. I want to read that part. Listen to me. We're taking this into the new year. Okay. Listen to what Jesus says. Verse 10 through 13. Mm -hmm. As soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the 12, began asking him about the parables. Uh -huh. And he was saying to them. Listen at this. To you has been given. To you it has been given. You have it already. He's talking to his disciples. Mm -hmm. To you it has been given what? The mystery of the, the kingdom of The mysteries of, of the God. kingdom, people mm -hmm. of God. Do you know the mysteries of the kingdom of God? And then Jesus tells them what about that? But those who are outside uh -uh. get everything in parables. They have to get it in parables mm -hmm. if they're outside. Mm -hmm. But you... It has been given. Mm -hmm. You have been given it, which means you have it already freely given. The mystery of the kingdom has been given to you. Amen. Now, now he said something in that. Verse 12, yes. he says, so that while seeing, they may see and not perceive. <laughs> oh. And while hearing, they may hear and not understand. understand. Otherwise, they might return and, and be, be forgiven. See, a mystery is something you can't fully understand. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it a mystery, mysterion. You can't fully understand it. So when Jesus was teaching, they didn't understand it. But even though we don't understand it, we have to believe it because it's God's word. Yes. You have to accept it. You have to believe it. It's God's word. Mm -hmm. See, that is what faith is built upon. Yes. That which God speaks. And the more I believe and trust God in it, the clearer he makes it. Listen at what he says in 1 Timothy 3.16. Listen at what he says about mystery here. By common confession. By common confession. Great is the mystery of God. Listen, 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 you godly people. Do you know the mystery of your godliness? Mm -hmm. Great is the mystery of godliness. Mm -hmm. You may know a little about it, but you don't know everything about it. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.